it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. No, come on, Jorge. We had this whole bit planned. Computer stuck, froze. Come on, Jorge. We had this whole bit planned. There we go. <laughs> Little before 3 p.m. in the Southland on a live imaging Tuesday, which means around here it's a Yacht Rock Tuesday because Johnny I and I love Yacht Rock. Yeah, we do. But get this. It's Mason in Ireland, by the way. Andy Kamenetsky and Michael Thompson sitting in for Mace. Who's not here? Shocking. Keto snack time. England. <laughs> So get this. This is John Ford Coley and uh, England Dan and John Ford Coley, right, John? Yes. And I always I heard a story that England Dan was not necessarily from England. But get this. Oh, definitely not from England. Andy Kamenetsky has breaking news. England Dan got the nickname England Dan as a kid from his brother Jim Seals of Seals and Croft. Did you it know has this? Come full circle. England Dan and J- Jim Seals brothers. Who knew? I had no idea. But why England? That's what I want to know. Well, it's a, it's a clever nickname in 1974. <laughs> England. Why, was he from England? It was a reference to the fact that as a youngster, Dan had fixated on the Beatles and briefly affected an English accent. Oh, cool. Like Madonna just started yes. talking with an English accent. Depp. I like that. That is tremendous breaking news. You know, we should be playing Spanish music all day. Like Julio Iglesias for, for, for In honor of Powell. Nah, we're, we're going to get the retirement thing tonight. Well, this is Powell's day. We, we can play some Julio Iglesias coming up yeah. this hour. You want to do that this sure. hour? That's Make right. you feel good? That's right. And some Pavarotti, too. He's from Spain. He uh, loves Pavarotti. They're friends. Michael, there have been a lot of brothers to play in the NBA. Yeah, most of us. 80% black. Uh, see. Right. <laughs> Come on, Michael. Mason and Ireland continues that. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. You know what I mean. We got, yeah. we've got the Morrises. Yep. We've got the Van Arsdales. The we've got the Collins. Yep. We've got uh, the Holidays, the Plumleys, the Plumleys, the Berries, the, the, the Zellers. A whole bunch right, of them. We just rattled off a whole bunch. Dominique mm-hmm. Wilkins and yep. his brother. Mm-hmm. The Gasols are the best brother duo ever oh, to yeah. play in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, because Mark, right? uh, Mark's going to be in the Hall of Fame too. Mark Gasol. Yeah. Yeah, I it, it just seems they're a little underrated yeah, in that regard. Yeah, both of them great players. Pau Gasol getting his number retired tonight. Definitely the only brothers traded for each other, I oh, would yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, we were trying to figure that out the other day. And Pepe said that uh, you said Pau's. Oh, I said Pau's one of the most five yeah. famous Span- athletes ever Spanish. come out of Spain. And what did Pepe say? Uh, Pepe sent me a list of maybe some of these guys you never heard of. Fernando Alonso, who's a race car driver. Never Seve heard of him. Ballesteros. Go, great golfer. Pau's Sir, a bigger name. Sergio Garcia. Pau's bigger. Andres Iniesta. You know who he is? Soccer player? No. Sergio Torres, another soccer player. You guys should know these guys. Xavier Hernandez. David Villa. David Villa. David Villa, yeah, he's a big yeah. one. And of course, uh, like I said, Pau and Nadal. Oh, and Miguel Indurain. Remember Miguel Indurain, the, the, the cyclist? cyclist? Yeah. yeah. I think it's hard, honestly, for Americans to have an idea of this because some of these sports are so much bigger everywhere but America. Yeah, right. Like, it's hard for us to gauge how big a cyclist is yeah, worldwide right? because we don't pay attention to cycling in this mm-hmm. country. Yeah. Um, okay, this is from the New York Mets. They have a pitcher named Kodai Senga, S-E-N-G-A. He throws... A fork ball. Uh, what's a fork ball? Where do you put your fingers? It's like a split-fingered fastball. Okay, so you put them wide. and dig him in and throw it oh. so it works. It has a lot of drop. But this guy um, has, has taken it to new levels. He has a pitch called the ghost fork. It drops 41 inches from top to bottom while it's going 83 miles an hour. So think about this. If I just dropped in front of you, you guys are about six feet away from me, a ball that dropped 41 inches and had 11 inches of break, you would have trouble hitting it even if I tossed it at you. Now make it go 83 miles an hour. How's anybody going to hit this thing? Apparently, too, reads coming off this pitcher's hand like his fastball. Like They showed showed, um, an overlay of his fastball with the, with the, the ghost fork. How old is this guy? 30. 
Well, what if he's got this unhittable pitch? Where has he been the last 10 years? Japan, he had oh. a 2.42 ERA, and he signed with the Mets this past offseason. Is he going to be a starter or a reliever? Starter. And... So he's got a he's got a specialty pitch like uh, Mariano Rivera had. What, what was right. that pitch Mariano Rivera, Rivera had? Split fingered fastball that nobody could hit. That's yeah. why he's only so pitch. Yeah, really, yeah, that's all he threw. Because it had a ton of movement on. But I I mean, if this guy can get forty one inches of drop, I wouldn't have. I, you do you need another pitch? Like search out if you've not seen this, search it out because it, it's pretty cool to watch. Would you Just, use him as a starter or a closer? If you got a pitch that nobody could hit, um, closer might be. If it doesn't hurt his arm to throw it, closer might be the way to go. Because yeah. then you could use him in every game. Yeah, um, it looks unhittable. It really it? does. Yes, yeah. it looks amazing. How's so, how's Trace doing? Uh, his bat hasn't come alive yet. Let's All just right, say so, that. Okay, so that's what he needs. He needs yeah. to start hitting. Right. But he's only had a few games, few right? Few games, but still. Hey, everybody else is hitting. Jason Haywood, James Outland, everybody else hitting. So, hey, you better start hitting too, son. All right. So, um, did you guys see this, that at spring training the other day, the Orioles and Pirates were playing a game, and the game ends in a tie. And in spring training, if the game ends in a tie, you just call it. But they wanted to keep playing. So, right. they because they wanted to see some guys pitch uh-huh. and work on some hitting and so the two teams agreed to keep playing, but the umpire said, no, we're not required to be here, and mm-hmm. they left. Smart. Uh, here's what I'm thinking. Do we really need umpires? Oh, of course you do. What are you talking about? You can't be a bang, bang place. How are you going to get anybody to agree? Video. You don't oh, need- no. You want to slow the game down more? No. I'm saying have one guy, and it he watches the play. He can tell you safer out. You give him 10 seconds, and that's it. All right, so now how about this? Max Muncy's up the plate. He hits a ball to right field. It lands on the line down the right field line. You're going to wait, stop, go to the replay to go look at that, or do you need the guy that's going to, or the umpire that says it's fair or foul? Um, a light would come on like in tennis? Yeah. Like how they have the lines on tennis uh, by radar? I think umpires are, are a little bit self important and think that they're a bigger part of the game than they actually are. Oh, but what about a play at home plate? Who, if the run is out or safe? Video. <laughs> you have to have cameras all around. In well, the you, know, you already have them. Yeah, but sometimes your video doesn't see if your foot just got an inch off the plate, Ireland. You're the guy that does wants less replay. Yeah. Well, I want the games to go faster. Well, this would make it go slower. Getting rid of the umpires, I'm thinking it might go faster. <laughs> um, so I need to do this just because this just happened. And I need your opinion on it. Okay. So Scott Kaplan is here in studio today. Okay. And he came in, and he was talking to Chris and I for just a moment, and then, and all of a sudden we hear a little noise. And he just looks at us like nothing happened. Did and then he, he fart? And, and then he left the room. Okay. Yes. He farted, admitted to the fart, and walked out of the room. Well, what would you expect him to do? Well, not fart in the room in the studio where it's all closed but off. once he does, I applaud his effort to get the hell out of there. Like, is this, but this is not something you should be doing. You it should not be, be farting inside of a room. Is it a smelly one? It does not smell great. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, well, I can't smell it. This well, you can't smell anything, Jorge. That's not fair. <laughs> this feels very vintage, Kaplan. Like, this feels like something Scott Kaplan's going to do. <laughs> right, but like... You can't leave the room afterwards and just be like, yeah, that's what yeah, I did. No, that's exactly what I would do. I mean, he probably does it in the elevator, too, and then leaves. What he did say, he goes, I, mean, are you I didn't think it was going to make a sound. He should have stayed there and <laughs> suffered with you? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, if, you, make... if you did it, you should no. stay there and well, suffer. Well, he did own up to it. I mean, he actually... Well, he, he, just, he, just, he wasn't going to just say it out loud. We were have to be like, did you just fart? No, but he <laughs> could have played it off like he didn't even notice and then allow you to think that it was Jorge or Jorge to think that it was you. I wasn't here. He, well, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't in the room. <laughs> well, whatever. But he, he owned it. And then he just said, I'm done. I'm done with this. I've owned that I did this. And now Not- I'm leaving. Um, not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah, I don't play. Cap. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to talk about this. Well, no, I would have done what he did. Um, yeah. The thank you. Um, did you guys see this story? A, a lawmaker in Idaho wants to bring back firing squads for death row. Um, he, he, now, there's a caveat here. He says that if you can get the drugs, the lethal injection drugs, you should use them. But in those instances where you either can't get the drugs to the site, you shouldn't delay the execution. You should just shoot them and kill them. And I first thought, well, wow, that's really inhumane and kind of mean. But then I thought, well, killing them by lethal injection is inhumane and mean. If I'm the one on death row, I think I'd rather get shot. Well, uh, lethal injection is kind of, kind of peaceful. You just go to sleep. Right. 
but what? I mean, what? But shot, you're o- it's over. It's with. over with quick, yeah, for right. sure. I don't think I would mind anything wrong with reinstituting firing squads, other than it's kind of barbaric. Anything wrong with it? I mean, you just answered your own question. It's kind of barbaric. I. But you're killing the guy anyway. I. But going to sleep is easier. What is if you have the drugs? Right. Yeah. But if you don't have the drugs, will you be okay with them reason? shooting him? Why can't you wait? Like, what's the hurry? <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting 20 years. Yeah, right. I mean, apparently, I mean, are they walking these drugs to you from yeah. like five apparently states they've, over? Apparently, they've had trouble getting the right lethal injection okay, cocktails. How about, how about this for a suggestion? Get your bleep together, Idaho. You have one job. Yeah. No, no. Well, the guy in Idaho is actually looking to change it so we just shoot him and then it's over. Right. I'm saying get your bleep together. Do the more humane. I'm, look, well, I'm the, the wrong. Go well, give the condemned a choice. Right, lethal the, injection or firing squad. Yeah, if Michael, if I gave you the choice, what would you take? Uh, the lethal injection. Just put me. See, to I sleep. think I'm taking the gun. Really? Yeah, because it's quicker. Well, no, maybe, uh, maybe the first shot won't kill you. You'll be sitting there suffering, you know, because the first shot might not kill you. Yeah, you I, know. I I think you are dramatically overestimating. Mm-hmm. The aim of everybody involved, right. like <laughs> yeah. how perfect they are just hitting you so you instantly the, die. The yeah. bill was introduced because Idaho has been unable to procure the drugs needed for lethal injection. This feels like an easily solvable problem if you'd like to solve it. Like get the drugs? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I have no issue with this, especially if they've already been sentenced to die. I mean, the last guy to die by firing squad in the United States. That, wait, don't tell me. What's that in Utah? Gary Gilmore yes. or something like that. Gary Gilmore, right? Uh, what was his name? Uh, Ronnie Lee Gardner. That's right. Yeah, yeah, him. Um, for murder, and it Utah also used him in 77 for Gary Gilmore. Yeah, it's rare, but it happens sometimes. Yeah, it's the last one. Yeah. I mean, I, to me, it makes perfect sense. I don't understand why you wouldn't just get it over with. Um, it's it's might, easy for you to say. You might yeah. miss. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, yeah, if, you, if you got the Bahamian Army shooting at you, they'll miss. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, oops, didn't mean to hit if you in the you finger. Guys, if you guys were made fun of on South Park, would you be mad or honored? We'll get into that next, <laughs> ESPN LA. Oh, Julio Iglesias. There yes, we go. you wanted it. Honor of Pau. Pau Gasol Day. Pau Gasol Retirement Night. We'll bring you all the coverage tonight right here on 710 ESPN. It is a live imaging Tuesday with Mason in Ireland. AK, MT are here for Mace. Mm-hmm. Is Mace ever coming back? Well, for a day. Yeah, yeah. Just, that's his thing. Right back out. out. One or two days, yeah. and then right back. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you got to take those ten weeks somehow. Uh, <laughs> the um, the big night tonight is at Crypto.com Arena. Pau Gasol is getting his number sixteen hoisted into the rafters. Andy's got game of games today, and the game is about Pau, like like it was yesterday. We're doing a lot of Pau around here, um, so we'll have that coming up for you in about uh, twenty five minutes. In the meantime, um, I saw this story and I thought. They are mishandling this. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, who are in the news all the time, are apparently threatening to sue the creators of South Park. What for? Because they made fun of them (laughs) on South Park. If I got made fun of on South Park, Mm -hmm. I think I would take it as an honor. Exactly. Would you guys, I mean, aren't they making, aren't they bringing more attention to it? By threatening mm-hmm. to sue, yeah, but of course, Megan and Harry said they want to be left alone, but they keep they keep doing every interview possible. But that was the bit. It was like, leave me alone, leave me alone. Wait, I'm over here. I'm yeah, exactly. over here. That's right. Yeah. And then they got all bent. Yeah, they got all bent out of shape yeah. over it. I thought, well, that's kind of no sense of humor. It crazy. is the Streisand effect. That what what they're doing right now. You know, for people who aren't aware that uh, Barbara Streisand had a lawsuit about these overhead photos that were taken I, I guess from a helicopter of her house and she sued over them being made public and because of that the pictures ended up seen by way more people than if she had just let it go so I mean regardless of how Megan and Harry feel and I don't know if South Park stepped over the line or not they are drawing more attention to this yeah South Park step over the line no never <laughs> um okay so uh, Michael, this is something that is something you and I talk a lot about off the air that I wanted to bring on the air. Um, according to Trey Wingo, you guys remember Trey Wingo? Yeah, he used to work at ESPN. He's great. There is a lot of concern about the fact that no one has received a guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson in the NFL since Watson got it. No one's got 100% guaranteed yeah. money. And... 
the players now think that the owners are colluding. Of course they are. That they've all gotten together and yep. said, we will never give another contract <gasps> yeah. like that. Um, is it, Michael, what's it going to take? Is it going to take a guy like Mahomes or Josh Allen to threaten to sit out well, unless both, he gets it? They both are on long-term deals now, so they'll have to renegotiate. But, uh, I mean, Lamar, you think Lamar Jackson's the one guy to say, give me $200 million guaranteed. Uh, and and he'll uh, he'll uh, reset the uh, precedent again. But um, but you're right. Um, it's gonna be probably Mahomes is gonna have to go back in after, especially if he wins another Super Bowl and say I want to redo my contract and I want every penny guaranteed. They gotta give it to him. I I think though for somebody like Mahomes, like he becomes the ironclad case for why you would do it. The problem is you know Deshaun Watson when he played this year was not great. Kyler Murray got that huge mm-hmm. contract. Didn't play well, then got hurt. Like, I, I'm not saying collusion is okay. I'm just saying I think from these owners' perspectives, they're just worried about not getting the return on their investment. I think, and again, I'm, I'm not feeling but like, sorry. Oh, for like on a guy like Mahomes or Josh Allen, you know you're going to get a return right. on investment. But Michael, let me make the argument. Been hurt a lot. I think that, yeah, but that's the case against it. It's not my case right. against it. I'm saying that is the case. Okay, so Michael, let me make the argument. I don't believe it. I'm going to just make the argument, and I want you to refute it, that of why I wouldn't pay Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Okay, missed the last four games of this year. Missed five games last year. He's a running quarterback. He hasn't dialed back his running. He runs every game all the time. There hasn't been a quarterback that's been able to stay healthy who runs as much as that probably since Michael Vick. Most quarterbacks that run eventually get hurt. Robert Griffin the third um, is is pop one into my head. Why would I give Lamar Jackson? Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Five years, $200 million. If I know in a year he's going to be on crutches and he won't be able well, to we play. We don't know that. You're speculating. I mean, Joe Burrow got hurt standing in the pocket throwing a pass, got his knee torn up. Right. You can get hurt standing in the pocket. As a matter but Lamar of fact, runs. Lamar seeks, I think, I mean, uh, Lamar seeks out contact. No, he doesn't. He, he tries to avoid it, and he gets down if he sees a guy coming. Plus, he's so quick and elusive. I'm a Lamar fan. I'm just saying yeah. I can see why Baltimore safe, makes I that argument. I think he's safer out in open spaces because he can see where the hit is or the angles are coming from, and he can either get down or get out of bounds. So. And Andy, if we own the Ravens, you and I together, and we it was up to us, do we pay Lamar $200 million in guaranteed money or do we let him walk and go with a more traditional quarterback? What do you do? I would likely pay him because I think I at, would, the top I of it, at the top of his game, Lamar Jackson's incredible. That being said, though, over the last few years, his numbers have gotten worse. Like he's actually – you could make an argument. You mean since he won MVP? Yeah, yeah, that he's regressed. He's thrown to receivers like you. Well, that's true. They've been his receivers are horrible. The worst receivers in the game. Look, except don't say that around that one guy. He'll, he'll call Rashawn, you out. Rashawn Bateman yeah. from Minnesota. But, but we've yeah. also seen though some quarterbacks over the years manage to make it work with B-list receivers, C-list receivers. Oh, so, Again, so he doesn't throw the ball as well as Aaron Rodgers. Who does? Well, his interception percentage has gone up. His completions have gone down. Again, I'm saying this is somebody that would pay him. All I'm saying is there are reasons that I understand it. Okay. Um, Michael, you brought this to my attention. I did not see it this morning, but it is being heavily debated on social media. A a discussion Ooh. between J.J. Redick Heated. and Kendrick Perkins. It was great now, TV. the origin of this— I can't believe you guys missed it. Well, we're going to play it now. The origin of it is that earlier in the week, 
Kendrick Perkins said that was he talking about Nash and Jokic? Nash, Jokic, and Do- Nowitzki, or as Perkins calls him, Nowinski. Okay. <laughs> what do those three people have in common? Uh, and, some, and I thought foreigners. Right. But he said they're white guys. Right. The only reason they won is because they're white. J.J. Mm-hmm. Redick. The only reason they won MVP. Correct. Right. Okay. Says they don't win those. Kendrick Perkins said they don't win those MVPs. Larry Bird doesn't win three in a row. Jokic doesn't win two in a row. Nash doesn't win two in a row if they're not white guys um today jj reddick came on the air and he thought what perk said was out of line here's how that went i want to say i want to just say Is something Beck gives, Stephen a, I, I mean Stephen a, i mean no offense to you and i mean no offense to first take because i think this show is extremely valuable it is an honor to be on this desk every day it really is but what we've just witnessed is the problem with this show where we create narratives that do not exist in reality. The implication, what you are implying, that the white voters that vote on NBA are racist, that are, they, they favor white people. You I just not, said that. I you ju- not, yes, you did. I yes, did you did. Not, I did. Yes, you did. That I is did exactly not, what you implied, not, Kendrick Perkins. That is exactly not, what you implied. I, I Secondly, not, hold on, did, hold on. I did not call. I stated the facts. I stated the facts. And you're not about to sit up. We all know like what you implied the other day. We all know what you implied just now. Hold on. I stated it. It's the facts. It's the facts. It's the facts. All right. Michael, what do you think? I think J.J. Reddick was right on. When I heard Kendrick Perkins make that uh, assessment or statement, I thought, what uh, what is wrong with this young young man? He's, he's a knucklehead. Um, he basically said that all – he basically uh, – accused the voters for MVP and the for the NBA of being racist when only three whites have won the MVP in the last 30-something years. And uh, he has no basis for his argument or his statement. I just thought, like Charles Barkley said, it was a stupid, dumb take. Yeah, here's racist. What... It was racist to think that Jokic only deserves it because he... imagine if... Adam Schefter or some other pundit got on ESPN and says, you know what, I think Lamar Jackson only got the MVP because he's black. Fired. Immediately. They, yeah. That big hook would come off the stage and just see the guy just <laughs> disappearing. How, how could Kendrick Perkins get away with this? Well, and it sounds I, like J.J. Like Reddick's not letting him. I am not for cancel culture. <laughs> I'm not calling for anybody's job. I hate cancel culture. If you make a mistake, apologize and let's move on. But this is this was a racist statement. Greg, and, you and know what surprised me, me about, about that thing we just played is that Perk saying, I was stating facts. Yeah, I'm not sure what the facts are that what, he's... What, you don't know. I yeah. mean, like, they are facts. I mean, they are all white. Those, right. are, those are the facts. But if what you're suggesting, and it seemed clear that he was, that the reason they won is because they were white, um, that's racist. Yes. And because those guys can all play. Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody who's watched Jokic play, you can't say he didn't deserve it. And he deserves it this year, too. Um, anybody who watched Larry Bird play... You can't say he didn't deserve. Steve Nash. I was Lubitsky. I was covering the league in 08, Andy. So were you when when Dirk was the best player. I mean, he had the best regular season out of all those guys, and he took his team to a championship. And right in 2011, well, no, no, he put, basically put the oh, put the, the Mavs on his back. Yeah, looking at the best um, I, I I'm what Greg. What I was surprised. What, Perk was just kept saying, "I'm stating facts. I'm stating facts. I'm stating facts." What facts? No, you're not. Yeah. What, what why are you about. backing down from your original thing? You you said the reason they won is because they're white. And, and well, that's not a fact. That's total speculation. He was, well, they were yelling back and forth at each other. So, I mean, at that point, he was right. So you have to back yourself up a little bit, right? So you have to start saying, like, well, I'm just saying what's going on, that I'm saying these guys are all white. That's all I was trying to say. But it's it was it's a bad look. Well, I mean, I think the problem with Perk or where he started getting, I think, his back up against the wall was he didn't like the implication that he was saying these voters were racist. He, t- he said it. That's the problem, is forget whether or not you think Perkins, there's any truth to what he's saying or that, you know, voters can get caught up in the novelty of a white player dominating in a predominantly black sport. Like, forget all of that, whether you think it's right or wrong. It is what Perkins was saying. Right. So he needs to actually back that if it's what he thinks, and, and because what, you can't say you can't say that they won because they were white, but that the voters were not racist, or maybe racist is too strong. But thinking about race, that race 
in some way affected the way they saw the situation or voted. That is what Perkins is saying. Right. And here's the thing that bothers me the most. The great thing about sports is, is that there's a scoreboard. You can you can say that I got my job because I'm white or because... Well, I think that's Pollyanna. But, I, but I hold think... on, hold on. Jokic won those awards based on what he did on the court, okay? He played as well or better than everybody else, so they gave him the MVP. What is not factual about what I just said. Because you could make an argument, and many and people did, that somebody else deserved it more than Jokic. And you may you can maybe make an argument that Embiid deserved it one year more than Jokic. Said about it. Said right, it every of course. Year. Of course. Big it's deal. it becomes, I think, potentially, I guess, racist or favorites favoritism towards whoever when you can't make a good case for the person who won. You can make a good case for Jokic yeah. Even if you think Giannis should win this year, Embiid should have won last year, that doesn't make Jokic a bad winner. And I think the problem with all of these arguments is we treat this like there's only one person who could possibly win. When most years, you can make a good argument a good for, case for three, anybody. four, five players. Yeah. There's always three guys you can make an argument for. Yeah. But but to, for to bring up race and this stuff, I'm just sick, so sick of this color stuff. Oh, yeah, just, it, come on, it, come on. I, and, and to me, I I just thought it was misplaced talking about those specific people, talking about Jokic, talking about Bird, talking about Nash, because I saw them play, and I saw how good they were. Well, I mean, you look, can either play or you can't. You know, right? you can either play or you can't. I mean, I think with Nash, there were elements of like the year, both years that he won. There were elements of surprise in, you know, he came over to Phoenix. They went from being a really bad team to a really good team that was right. extremely Seven fun to seconds watch. or less. Right, yeah. and I think that that played a role in his narrative. I think, honestly, being white and being different played a role in his narrative. It doesn't change the fact that Nash was really good. Did that work for Larry Bird, too? Yeah, but I mean, it's part. you're right, Andy. It's part of the narrative, but it's not the reason they it's, won. Uh, right. I, I think you can acknowledge that these things exist without it being the only thing. Most things are more complicated than that. Um, Is yeah. that why Mike Trout wins MVP? Because he's white? Uh, I don't... Honestly. Well, in, ba- in baseball, there's a lot more white guys. You know? I thought it was more Latinos. Well, true, but I mean, the, as you know, because your son plays for the Dodgers, mm-hmm. the, baseball has had trouble attracting young black well, talent that's yeah, for that's years. Brothers don't want to go through minor league uh, right. baseball. They want to go By the way, why the- did Trace... Because he always like his, bro- since, his his older brother is a successful basketball, basketball player, yeah. but Trace baseball was always his baseball thing. Baseball huh? was ever since he was a four year old, he understood what baseball was about. Ken Griffey was his guy, and he just did, wanted to be. A, did Griffey. Mikey and Clay play baseball oh, yeah. in, when little they were league, little? Played little league baseball up until the age of twelve. Did 13. Clay play with Kevin Love? Yeah, he did. Oh, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, Google. There's a great picture of uh, that team. It was in a little league up in Oregon when when Michael lived there. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Love literally look. You talk about a guy that looks like man among boys. Yeah. He looks like the coach. You know, how you take those pictures, <laughs> right. and there's one guy that's an adult with all the little yeah. kids. Kevin Love, including Clay. Clay's pretty tall. Kevin Love looks like the coach. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up next. What does someone when you go out to eat? What could someone do to entice you to give him a bigger tip? I'll explain coming up next and uh, Game of Games coming up in about 15 minutes. Mason and Ireland, ESPN LA. Live Imaging Tuesday on Mason and Ireland. MT and AK sitting in for Mace coming up about 15 minutes. Game of Games with our friend Jacob Imrani. He'll be in studio. And then 10 minutes after that or so, Super Cross Talk with Shinano and Cappy. Andy, is your game multiple choice? It is multiple choice. Because that, that is a Jacob Imrani staple. He I wants it there. Know Jacob's-, ja- Jacob's already in there raising. You think you're going to beat me, aren't you? I'm taking you down today. Yeah, never. Yeah, I know right. the rules with Jacob. Yeah, right. Nobody All right, can- so Jacob will be in here. Michael will be in here. Andy, Chris, Nobody everybody. Nobody can beat Ireland with a buzz in game. Uh, okay. It's weird. So, um, Chris, hang around for this. Okay. Because I've been out with you before and you're a good tipper. I am a good um, tipper. And so is Michael. I've been out a lot with Michael. That's right. So the best tippers in the United States, I was surprised to learn, are in Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland? No. The, on average, they tip 20.6%. Why Cleveland? All right. Followed by Denver, Salt Lake, Phoenix, Richmond, Virginia. Los Angeles, on average, tips 17.5%. San Francisco, those cheapskates, only tip 17 um, but here's the question. Andy, you were a bartender once, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I was years. too. Um, what 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Could a server or a bartender do to elicit a bigger tip? Like, I'll give you an example. Chris, if I, if I, you and I are drinking whiskey Yes. And he's and he does a generous pour. Generous pour is nice. I notice that. Yeah. I notice like he doesn't have to do that. And if he, and if he gives me a nice pour, I make it worth his while. Of course. Um, but what else, Michael? What what could a server do? You you always leave mm-hmm. a lot of money anyway. But what could a server do to get a, a larger tip from you? What 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 in your mind equals good service? Prompt and frequent service. I love as soon as I sit down at a table, D, would you like some bread, sir? What can I get you to drink? I hate to come to a restaurant, sit there for 10 minutes and wait for somebody to come over to bring me a slice of bread. So quick, yeah. prompt and, and, and pleasant service. Andy, how about you? You know, honestly, for the most part, when I tip extra, it's because my table was a pain in the ass and I'm basically compensating for either the time when my daughter was young, huge mess or my friends are idiots like something like that for the most part i'm going to tip well anyway usually the extra is i made your night sucky so here's a little extra money when who are your friends john moran's friends (laughs) 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 the me idiots bergman what could a server or a bartender do to elicit a larger tip from you so basically you have to be there and have everything ready have everything at the table and not don't be there too often and asking hey how is everything are you doing okay don't talk to everybody but just make sure that their water's always filled there's enough there's enough uh bread on the table there's yeah. everything that you need is already there for you if they see you don't have a you dropped your fork you bring a new fork right away without saying a thing it just were you ever a, there. you were a server right? i Greg? was i was a server for 10 plus years how many female patrons or male patrons either way sure. left you the number on the uh on the on the check? i got a couple i i've i have left my number really Yes, on the as back a of server, it. As, as, a, as a server, yeah. As, did as, you as get fired? No, no <laughs> thankfully. But I was also like, when I was a server, I didn't really care did if, I, if someone you? didn't tip or me or did they, he call you or she call you. No, she uh, no. Oh. Uh, you you pre- I like how the way you protected yourself there. From you, you never did, know. Yeah. You never know. But it, it would be a she. But either what I would do is <laughs> things like if it was if they didn't if they took the wrong credit card slip and I couldn't get my tip, I would run outside and be like, hey, you forgot you forgot you took the wrong slip. Or if they left me a bad tip yeah not a <laughs> good <laughs> no. save yeah thank you yeah. If they left me a bad tip i would run outside and i'd say hey did i do something wrong why did i would get you a bad really tip? oh absolutely what's a bad tip like what percentage like 10 percent 10 percent five percent okay 10%? so i would go I outside give you a 10 percent tip what would you say to me i would go outside and be like oh excuse me sir um i just want to know just so i can know for next time why why did you leave me such a low tip Remember, did I, I, do always, something wrong? I always tip 10 percent no i thought you were great Okay, if I did nothing wrong, then that's fine. But if I just want to make sure no, I didn't you do were, anything you wrong. you were great. I always tip 10%. So if it's a $500 bill, you wouldn't have been happy with a 50 $500 check, you wouldn't be happy with a $50 tip? That, oh, that would be terrible. I'd be so Remember upset. how that worked really? out? You want 100 that waiter in yes, the Sopranos. Yes, 20%. That didn't work out well for him when that waiter came out. And asked about it. <laughs> okay. But no, I always did. I mean, I was working in Westlake mostly. See, so. I always try and avoid confrontation oh, like yeah. that. If I yeah. was a waiter and the guy stiffed me, I would just go, okay. Well, that's one of his knees. Andy, yeah. when you were behind the bar, did you ever uh, meet a lady friend that way? Or? Yeah. 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 And did she uh, pour out her troubles to you? <laughs> yeah, I'm so sure she, she, she did. She tipped me in her own way. So you, <laughs> do you, are you, uh, so you are a mixologist? <laughs> what? You know, you're still a mixologist? Like, what's in a whiskey sour? Uh, whiskey and sour mix in a cherry? Michael, that's a lot of them. If I say, hey, make me a mint julep, what's that? 
I would say it's sorry, sir. It's not 1920. <laughs> <laughs> you still could make it, can't you? Excuse no me, sir. Are you ready? Well, you're a bartender. You know Nobody I'd... orders a mint julep. Michael, you know what I would say? What? Excuse me, sir. Are you under the impression you're at the Kentucky Derby? Right. I mean, like, yeah. What's in a mojito? That's my favorite drink. Make me a mojito. A mojito? Oh, my God. I know See, it's... what kind of bartender are you? Just pouring like beers. 30 years ago, Bob. He's just opening beer bottles. I don't think he's at home making Rob Roy's. In Andy's defense, I don't think Mojitos a mojito were... existed okay, actually, when here's the thing. you were a bartender. Well, no, they did. Yeah. I basically came up with my own rules that any any drink that was complicated, mm. we were out of the ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I probably shouldn't tell this story. But we were, I, we were out I, of stuff. When <laughs> our blender never worked. No wonder your bartending when career I, ended. When I bartended at UCLA, it was like the big advent of Perrier. Remember when Perrier mm-hmm. came out and yeah. everybody was drinking Perrier? So we had one case of Perrier, okay? And if somebody ordered it, I would take a, a case out of the bottle, I'd unscrew the top, I'd pour it into a glass with ice, I'd show it to them, and then I'd give them the Perrier. And I'd charge them three, four bucks, whatever we were charging for Perrier. And so the I, it got very popular, particularly with women, and I said to my boss, hey, you, you might want to order some more Perrier. We're almost out. And he goes, follow me. And I thought he was going to take me back to a place where uh, he had like extra cases of Perrier. <laughs> and he goes, bring that case. I go, well, the bottles are all empty. He goes, I know. Bring it. Oh, no. Swear to God. Takes me back to where the gun is. Oh, no. The soda gun in the water. He goes, goes, I've been doing this for five years. (laughs) Nobody can tell the difference between Perrier and club soda. He goes, particularly, give him a lime. And I went, isn't this dishonest? He goes, incredibly, but it works. (laughs) You shouldn't be telling the story with Jacob and Ronnie in here, by the way. This bar is now, not surprisingly, Jacob, out of business. Although it lasted until COVID. Which one was it? San Francisco Saloon over on Pico. Okay. Is it was the bartender and and I, I'm sure he cleaned up his act after this was in 1984 when I worked for him. <laughs> but uh, that's why you can never run out of limes, Jack. You know yeah. what I mean, Andy? So, you got that right. Mm-hmm. All right, good job. I don't think John got that. That was a Boogie Nights wine. Um, We're out of limes. Can Jack. I see it, please? Yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Coming up next is game of games. Uh, Jacob Emrani is here. Jacob always plays with us on Tuesday, and uh, Jacob's very competitive. Um, Andy did a game about Pal Casal. Now he knows about my game yesterday. When he told me this morning that he sent me that he was game was about Pal, I sent him my game from yesterday, and you claim there are no duplicates, right? I believe there are none. Okay, so uh, it will be Michael, me, Greg, Jorge, and Jacob going to Andy. And and uh, Bergman, does anyone have two? Sedano has two, right? Sedano he's has not playing two, in this it. game, so we can nope. catch him. Yeah. All right. So uh, game of games. Coming up next, Mason in Ireland, Michael's in, Andy's in for Mace, Andy's game next, ESPN LA. No Mace today, but we are amply covered with several Game of Game participants. Andy Kamenitsky's game today. So the participants are Jorge, Greg, me, Michael, and Jacob Imrani. Hi, Jacob. Hello. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. Excited uh, for Pow to go in. You watched a Extremely. lot of games in person. Oh, my God. When Pow was such there. a fan. Yeah. I mean, he was our savior when he showed up here. So. Yeah, right. And such a great guy. So great guy. Uh, happy for him. That's coming up later tonight. Andy, what do we got? We have a game in honor of Pow Gasol. Okay. Spaniard. I know you guys did a game of games of Pow yesterday, but. You can never as long have, as it's different, we're good. It's different. You can never okay. have too much tribute to Pau Gasol. This is Pau Gasol trivia, multiple choice, Jacob. Thank you, sir. Um, we will go around the horn. Am I keeping score? I'll do it. I got it. Okay. What sport was Pau Gasol's first love before eventually turning to basketball? Soccer, swimming, rugby, or tennis? Soccer, swimming, rugby, or tennis? Jorge. Ah, uh, swimming. Greg. Soccer, swimming, rugby, or tennis. Mm-hmm. Let's go tennis. Uh, Michael. I think he wanted to be the first for Nadal, so I'll say tennis. I'm also going to go tennis. Jacob. I'm going tennis, too. You're all wrong. It's rugby. Rugby? No oh, one wow. got it. Pau wow. Gasol's first love was wow. rugby. Wow. Okay. Before eventually going to basketball. Out of you Spain, probably rugby. needed smarter contestants, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. How many points did Pau Gasol score in his NBA debut? Zero to ten, ten to twenty, twenty plus. Zero to ten, ten to twenty, twenty plus. Greg. Twenty plus. 
Michael. 10 to 20. I'll go 0 to 10. Jacob. 10 to 20. Jorge. 0 to 10. Jorge and John are correct. How do we go against John? He was... (laughs) Uh, He was rookie of the year, so your guesses weren't crazy. But I just know that for a very first game, Michael, let me put you scoring your very first game. Uh, Let me think. It was against the uh, Chicago Bulls, 23 and 10. Not that I remember. Yeah. (laughs) He had only four points and and 17 minutes off the bench. 37 Uh, your second game? That's probably a record of some sort. uh, 60 points for the first two games of a number one pick. Still an ESPN record. Good for you. Nice. Excellent. I I saw that on ESPN one day. Amazing. Good for you. Okay, well. Better than LeBron. How is (laughs) As you pointed out, Powell was rookie of the year in 2002, won by a landslide, got 117 out of 126 possible first place votes. Wow. The next three players are among the three that came closest to pow who was actually the closest okay who finished second votes. yes yeah but with first place votes okay Kendrick perkins didn't vote for him <laughs> <laughs> only voting for brothers <laughs> richard jefferson andre kirilenko or jamal tinsley richard jefferson andre kirilenko jamal tinsley uh, this one is you, Michael Tinsley. I remember him. He was good. Yeah, was I'm, good. I'm gonna. I'm going, Michael. I'll go Jamal. Uh, Jacob, I'll go Jamal Tinsley. Uh, Jorge. Yeah, Tinsley. Greg. Well, we might as well not go with, against anybody there. All right, Tinsley. we're all saying Tinsley. You're all wrong. I want to say Jefferson. Oh. Really, Richard ESPN's own. He got three. And then Kirilenko, Tinsley, and Jason Richardson each got two. Oh wow! So again, Pow crushed this thing. Uh, okay, so believe it or not. The score is one to one. Jacob or uh, Jorge has one, and I have one, and nobody else has any. Yep, it's a good game. <laughs> Thank you. Hard. It's hard. How yeah. many triple doubles did Pow have as a Laker? Five, six, or seven as a Laker? Okay. Five, six, or seven? This is me. I did all these games. Um, I'm gonna go five. Jacob, five. Jorge, six once a year. Uh. Well, he played seven years. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, six. But you're going six. Half year. Greg. Just because you got that wrong, Jorge, I'm going to go seven. No. Uh, Michael. Six. The answer is five. Boom. Five <laughs> triple doubles as a Laker, 10 on his career. All right. So Jacob's on the board. I take the lead. I have two. Jacob won. Jorge won. What is. What are the most amount of MVP votes Pau Gasol ever received in a season? Two fourth place votes, one third place vote. Never received an MVP vote. Two uh, fourth, one third, never received. Jacob. I'd say never received. Jorge. Never received. Greg. One fourth. Or whatever that is. The uh, fourth one. Michael. <laughs> never. Well, he would not, on with Kobe, he never would have got one here. I'm trying no. to figure out if he would have got one in Memphis. No. I'm gonna say never. The answer's never. Yeah. yeah. I was hoping it'd be more of a trick question, but it was um, never. All right, so who, who said never? Me. Me. Mike, I'm the only one that didn't get it right. You got, you got, Everybody okay. else got to write it but me. All right. Okay. So That's very uncommon Michael's on for you, the board. Greg. I know, all right, so, especially when you're here. Uh, John 3, uh, Jacob 2, Jorge 2, Greg 1, Michael 1. According to a 2009 interview with our guy Joey Ramirez on Lakers.com. The great Joey Ramirez. Yep, shout Joey's out. Joey's awesome. What is Pau Gasol's favorite meal? Paella? Sushi or grilled ribeye? Paella, sushi, or grilled ribeye? Greg. Sushi. Michael. Sushi. I'm going sushi. Paella is too easy. Yeah, Paella's too easy. Or is it? <laughs> or is it? That's right. Or is it? It's overrated anyway. Got octopus in it. <laughs> yeah, man. I hate that. Um, everybody's, everybody's gone sushi so far, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going paella. Uh, I'm going. I'm going with the last one, the ribeye or whatever. the ribeye. Yeah. yeah, it's sushi. Yes. Yeah, it is sushi. Uh, I let True. you guys back in. Yeah, thank, thank you, so, John. So uh, Jacob got that one. Me too. Greg got that one. Michael got that one. Jorge, you and I were the only ones that missed. We missed. Yeah. All right, Jacob three, John three, everybody else two. How many more do you uh, do you want? Uh, do you got three more? I got three more and a bonus. Do it. Three okay. more and, and we'll use the last one for a tiebreaker. Okay. Okay. According to the same interview, what is Pau Gasol's favorite book? La Cathedral del Mar, which means Cathedral by the Sea. Cathedral. Cathedral. Yeah, that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the Alchemist, Bajo el Aro, Under the Hoop, or Life of Pi. La, say it? La Cathedral. Del, del Mar. Mar. <laughs> the Alchemist, Bajo el Aro, which is Under the Hoop, or Life of Pi. Uh, Michael, this one's you. The Chemist. The Alchemist? Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> 
Brothers don't read. The Alchemist is Mason's favorite book, which makes me think you put it in there. But it it's also a book that Phil Jackson used to give to players. So I'll also go Alchemist, Jacob. I will go Life of Pi. Uh, Jorge. Great book. La Catedral del Mar. All right, Greg. I, I feel like The Alchemist is everybody's favorite book, so I'll go with The Alchemist. Del Mar. Jorge. Yes. Jorge. It is a book about 14th century Barcelona at the height of the city's trade and military power in the Mediterranean oh, okay. during the construction of the Santa Maria del Mar. Okay. There Sounds are, like a book there, I would read. Though. There are two <laughs> questions left plus a tiebreaker. Here's the score. Jorge, three. Ireland, three. Emrani, three. Michael, two. Greg, two. Very close. Quite a game. Two left. Here we go. True or false? Pau Gasol has never been ejected from an NBA game. This one's me. He's so, um, so mild mannered. <sighs> you know, he's never got. He never Michael cost. never did. I never remember. But these refs are so. I'm going to say false. Uh, Jacob. I'm going to say true. Jorge. He's never, right? Never been ejected. I'll say true. Uh, Greg. False. Michael. True. He has never been ejected ah, from an NBA crap. game. Dang it. He's too nice of a guy. Jacob yeah. takes the lead. At one point, he had the longest uh, streak of play of games without an ejection. I got it, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so here we go. We both got it. Yeah. Jorge, four. Jacob, four. John, three. Michael, three. Greg, you're out. Okay. Oh, you you missed that, right? I did miss it, yes. Okay, so you're <laughs> out. And here's the last one. Andy, hit it. Where does Pau Gasol rank on the all-time scoring list? Higher than 50th or lower than 50th? So higher up the list or lower down the list than 50? Uh, Jacob. I would say lower than 50th. Jorge. You said lower? Yeah. Also, I'll go higher. All right, Michael. Higher. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, we can't win because they they split. So, uh, but I think it's lower, higher. Yeah, forty second. <laughs> Your on winner. All time list in between. Wait, did you get that? I didn't. Okay, I Jorge wins it. Wow. Yeah. He, he's in between Walt Bellamy really? and Bob Pettit. And what number? Wow. Forty two. Pretty good. Yes. That's great. Pretty good. That's I'll great. say this too about Powell, Michael. I thought he was the most, uh, in terms of a superstar, world famous player. Mm-hmm. The most egoless star I yeah. think we've ever covered. Yep. He just oh, yeah. didn't he didn't treat people with any nope. type of arrogance. Nope. Nice to everybody. Yeah. And it could be whether you were an usher, yep. whether you were a bus driver. Yeah. Uh, here's one of my favorite pal stories that I'm, I'm going to tell this during the game tonight. But one night we are, uh, it was, we had played like a triple overtime game the night before. And then we had to get up early and fly to Memphis. And everybody was just exhausted. And Phil Jackson canceled practice, and we land on the tarmac at about 11 o'clock in the morning, and everybody's going straight to the hotel. And we're getting on our bus, and I'm walking with John Black, my buddy who's a PR guy, and I notice that Gasol's getting in a car. He's not getting on the bus with us. And I said to John, where's he going? He said, he's going to St. Jude's. Oh, my God, I knew. And uh, I said... Is he sick? He goes, no, he goes there to visit the kids. He does it every time we come here. Amazing, yeah. And uh, I said, really? He does it every single time? He goes, every single time. 
we come here. He goes, it's something he did when he played for the Grizzlies fairly regularly. So when he comes back, he goes back because he doesn't get down here as much as he used to. But no matter how tired, no matter what was going on, and he never told anybody about yeah, it. You're right, didn't publicize and it. And never, it, it was, just wasn't his nature. He yeah. just always did the right thing. And that's why it's what we talk about now after all these years. Right? Yeah, and so I think he is going to get a tremendous amount of love tonight. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I saw a, a graphic up on ESPN uh, on one of the talks yesterday. Does Pau Gasol deserve to get his number retired? You would never ask that question. It's on NBA Today. Yeah, you would never ask that question inside our building. In, in For people that have, Andy, you and I have covered the Lakers uh, in a parallel way for 20 years. Anybody who was here for his seven years would never even think twice about putting his number out. Incredible player, even better person. Yeah. And the I mean, love, isn't the love somewhat also for all of us as fans, we also connect him to Kobe? Mm-hmm. Well, right. That, I think that's when he's going to get emotional right. tonight. I and think that Kobe not being, amazing. particularly if Vanessa and the girls show up, I know they're 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 doing a video, but I wouldn't be surprised if they come well, also because if they did a video, that means they probably won't be there. Then. Right, that's what I was thinking too. But I, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. I think they did the video to make sure they were included. They were in Vanessa was in, and I think Natalia was with her. Um, Salt Lake, Salt Lake yeah. to give him the Kobe and Gigi Bryant. Award, yeah. um, which, well, which goes game. for the rookie game. Right? No, no, which goes the to the player who does the most to promote WNBA and women's basketball oh, okay. on in a worldwide basis. And they went, they wanted the first one to go to Pow, oh. because remember, Pow took an active role in winning. He 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 wrote a, an essay in the Athletic about why Becky Hammond yeah. should be a head coach. He's you know been a huge advocate for women and girls basketball. I mean, it's just. He's that guy. He's something, the guy that's all, you know, if you're looking for a moral compass, follow Gasol and you'll be in Something good I noticed too, because Jacob, you mentioned, you know, the connection to Kobe. And in a lot of ways, I think Pow is kind of the, the link that's right. to that 100%. period with Kobe. And he, in a lot of ways, is always going to serve as a reminder of Kobe. You know, Kobe obviously would have been here tonight. I think when Powell gets inducted, had Kobe been alive, yeah, I, I think Vanessa will be there for that. Right, but I mean, yeah. I, I can And I think Kobe you, said, I can't wait to be right. there when you Kobe get your- Kobe would have been the one to yeah. induct him. I noticed, uh, like yesterday, you know, Powell's jersey is going to go up next to Kobe's jerseys, yeah, the 8 wow. and the 24. Should be. Yeah. Well, it, it will. They usually just yeah. go in order. 16 is the exact middle point between 8 and 24. Wow. And I think oh, it's, wow. it's really cool because Powell wow. really was, in a lot of ways, that bridge- between to the second 24. part of Kobe's career. All right. I am stealing that from you tonight during the game, and I may or may not <laughs> give, give you full credit. credit. Feel free to do <laughs> it either way. But know in your heart when yes. you hear me say it that I stole it from you. Okay, it's just like the blame pie. Why would <laughs> anything change? <laughs> That's amazing. Good Jacob, bro. thank you for playing, man. It's always great to see you. Happy thank birthday you. to your brother, thank by you. the way. I tell appreciate it. Yeah, tell thank me you so much. Game of Games is powered by Call Jacob. Winning matters. That's why after an accident, you got to go to calljacob.com or call 844 for Jacob. That's 844-24-JACOB. Let's get super crosstalk in here. Get him, bring him home. That is the megaphone of the great Scott Kaplan. George Shinano here as well. It's good to see Michael dressed up for POW today. Yeah. Well, uh, but, well, Mike, this I'll is my colors. pregame outfit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm wearing my behemoth colors, you know. Us immigrants Where do you change rap. when you change into your game attire? Right in my car. I just lay on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a hobo. You gotta be kind of a contortionist. I mean, like, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty impressive for a 68 year old to contort my body like- that way. George, you're a you're a Laker fan. You're driving through the garage. Yeah. You look over. Is it Michael yeah. Thompson with this shirt off? In, in his underwear. Yeah, yeah. 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 legs and arms going everywhere. Yeah. It's a thrill for those people in the park. Kaplan's gotcha. in the corner, changing into his spare underwear. You're yeah. changing your shirt. Yeah, exactly. You know. That's right. Less of a thrill. Yeah, it, that that is uh, crazy. When hey, uh, Sedano, when I say Pal Gasol, what pops? What's the first thing pops into your head? That he was the perfect complement for Kobe at the exact right time in Kobe's career. Right. Well, remember Kobe had threatened to leave. He Correct. Went, he said, trade me to Pluto. I right. don't care. Right. He did. Uh, well, first he called you guys, yeah. right? And then there and then was he also. Went on with he called a. everybody. And then there was the video, right, in the strip mall in Orange with County. Bynum. Ship his ass out. Yeah. Jason yeah. Kidd, get the bleep Which, out of here. Get by his the way, ass out of here. Would have been an awful trade. Yeah. Would have been a horrible trade. Yeah. What was the trade? It would have been, well, it was buying him for kid, but in right, order but to make that work, you had to it would have been like, Odom. Right, Lamar. Yeah. yeah, it would have been like Odom and Bynum yeah. for Jason Kidd, which right. would have been a terrible, terrible deal. Yeah. But they. Uh, but that's what I think of. I, You know, Kobe at that time, we were talking about it a little yesterday, was, you know, Shaq, 
at that time was winning the battle against Kobe, right? He had won a championship. Right. And the branding that Shaq had put on Kobe was that Kobe's the selfish the f- one. Right. And guys around the league at that time were like kind of buying it. The like, first game yeah. back, I remember this because I was there, the first game back when the Heat visited the Lakers, it was Christmas, Shaq's first game back. Crazy Sha- game. Too. Shaq got a standing ovation. Kobe got booed. Right. Kobe actually got booed in that game. In his he, own arena, yeah. Because to your point, he was still taking the blame for that separation. The, the branding, uh, you know, was that Kobe was the selfish one. And look, his game didn't help that in some cases. But in that at that time, it was necessary, right? Like, he was with the guys he was playing with outside of Lamar, for the most part, were either really young guys or guys who were over the hill, basically. So, um, Powell coming at that time because he wanted out. And Pal being the perfect personality, I think to mix I with totally Kobe. agree with you. Now, you know this better than anyone, and, and you too, Michael. It, he he didn't he doesn't care whose team it was. Like that was he just wanted to win, right? Like that's all he cared about. Yeah. And um, Cappy, you ever interview Pal? Never interviewed him. Okay. No. So the thing that comes across is this guy has no ego yeah. for being None. one of the. I, I said it to Michael earlier. He's one of the most five famous athletes ever to come out of Spain. Yeah, I heard you guys talking about that. So he would be, you know, he's up there with uh, Nadal, with Sergio Garcia and and Rancho Sanchez Vicario and Nadal and, and, you know, him and his brother Mark. And you would just never know it. If you're sitting next to him on a plane, he would probably never even mention to you that he's a basketball player. He's that guy. I mean, you could probably figure it out, though. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) when you're yeah, you know. Michael, I was saying to George yesterday, tell me if I'm on or if I'm off, but I think that, you know, Kobe growing up or at least spending part of his childhood in Italy and his father playing basketball in Italy and Powell being a Euro player and, you know, somebody who grew up in what I would call more team-oriented basketball, um, that that is what made him kind of the perfect complement mm-hmm. back then. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, because that's how Europeans play. They play team basketball, willing to share. And, yeah, they all want to be uh, winners, but they don't have to have the spotlight just all, solely on them. It's all about the team. That's what they. That's the way they teach the fundamentals in Europe, and uh, American basketball players need to learn that. Yeah, they've gone the AAU route. Yeah. Michael, here's a weird question. Would Powell be getting his number retired and be headed for a first ball at Hall of Fame if he was American? Oh, yeah, well, yeah of course. Yeah, because of his, yeah. his, just his game. Yeah, I his think, game was good enough. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think people, uh, you know, he's going to get in because he's the best player ever to come out of Spain, mm-hmm. but I think that his, his talent transcends yeah. his nationality. Yeah, because he would have been over here longer if he was an American. He would have had a 15-year career, 20-year career over here instead of yeah. coming over a little later. Yeah, his footwork was impeccable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I told you the story yesterday that Pat Riley once said at a press conference that one of the guys he lamented not being able to get up to draft was Gasol because he he loved mm-hmm. his game so much. Yeah, so I was listening to you guys uh, when I was on my way up from South South LA, you know, and um, John, you were bringing up something very interesting. My son was in the car, okay, and my son goes to college in a small town in West Virginia, and he plays football. And you know, the demographics of a college football team are you know it's more African American than it is white, you know, right? And so he said to me as you guys were talking about Got locks, cornerbacks. do they have what white cornerbacks? No, there's no white cornerbacks. No, there's no, no white cornerbacks. Yeah, there's got to be no, one somewhere in America. By the way, remind me to tell you what I think about John Miller after you're done okay, with this, yeah, Kathy. There's no, no white cornerbacks. So anyway, so you guys are talking about, and I'll ask George this question. George, what is locks? It's salmon. Right. Right. George from Miami. He understands yeah. this. You know, he grew up around a bunch I of Hebrews. I didn't know locks you know? were salmon, but I knew locks was something you put on a bagel. Right. So they were playing this audio earlier today mm-hmm. of this woman on uh, the Wheel of Fortune, and it was like bagels, L-O, and Blank. cream cheese. You know? right. So yeah. she's like- That was the only thing missing right. was the X. Right. Pat, I'd like to solve the puzzle. You know, bagel- with low and cream cheese, right. right? So she couldn't get the locks part of it. Right. And my son is literally in the car and he goes, Dad, I've tried to explain to the dudes on my team what locks are, but they think I'm talking about their hair. They right. think I'm talking about dreads. No kidding. L O C H S. Yes. I said, What? He goes, Yeah, the dudes on my team, they think when I say locks, they think I'm talking about their dreads. I really, I don't think this girl had as big of a brain cramp as she's being made out to be. I would agree. I think most people don't know what. If you, if you are not... But why not... Why agree to try and solve the yeah. puzzle no, that's if the you part don't that, know? That but you can get. also see the panel up on yeah. the board that it's illuminated, which means there's yeah. still another letter well, that has to be turned around. Right. I mean, if she thought low was a thing, A-L-O-W. like, A-L-O-W. I don't know, sweet and low? Like, yeah. I, I don't know what she thought it was, yeah. but she thought, okay, how many L-O mm-hmm. blank words 
are there. Yeah. yeah. I remember if, uh, I walked into a bagel shop. This well, was probably 20 years ago. And it was like an Einstein's bagels or one of these yeah, kinds of right. places, you know? And I'm like, uh, yeah, can I get an everything bagel? I want cream cheese, lox. You know, and the guy's like, what, what, what do you mean lox? What does that mean? I'm like, you know. He worked at a bagel place. He didn't know. He didn't know. Yeah. Einstein's bagels did not know what lox yeah. was because everybody calls it smoked salmon. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm telling you, unless you grew up either in deli culture or some type of Jewish culture, right? 99% of restaurants in America, you're not going to be able to find lox specifically called lox. Yeah. So I, I lay off this woman. All right. Um, <laughs> John Miller. Yeah, find no, that get sound. No. It's great. Okay. So earlier in the show, we told a story about John Miller, the radio announcer for the San Francisco Giants. Now, when Sedano and I do games, George and I both did a game a couple of days ago together, and we're doing another one together on Sunday. Sunday, yeah. There is at our disposal... Uh, Game notes from each team. Each Almost team, too much information. Yeah, each team puts together, <laughs> right. what do you say, 20 pages of yeah. notes, mm-hmm. and then they have websites, and there's an NBA website we can go to. Literally, we George and I have cheat sheets in front of us, what we call shot sheets. So if a guy's at the free throw line, we can tell you a little something about him. We got numbers, we got names. So John Miller, who is a better announcer than any of us will ever be, is- Hall of Famer. Yeah, is doing a game the other day at spring training. Yeah. And he realizes that the Arizona Diamondbacks have failed to provide any of this information. Right. Uh, they didn't do game notes. They didn't provide a roster. They didn't come by to his. Uh, they didn't booth, come by to his thing. Kiss the ring. And well, no, I, you, you PR person should check in. And 100%. John and John was not having it. Yeah. Uh, this runs a little more in a minute. Here's what John decided to do on the air. Here's a curveball, and that's in for a strike. I'm guessing. I have to guess the D-backs decided. Ah, oh, the heck with the big leagues. <laughs> Let's just not be a big league team for the split squad. Here's the 1-1 pitch and a fastball swung on a miss by Bryce Johnson. It's 1-2. and two. They have sent no public relations people over here, no information about who the manager is or anything at all about him. So if they don't want to be a big league team, we'll just treat them like a sandlot team. Give us no information about anything. So one of those guys on a red shirt managing. And a right-hander. One of their right-handers on the mound. And there's a ball up and away. Three and two the count. I mean, there are certain things that go along with being a big league team. Like try to act like a big league team. Three and two the count to Bryce Johnson. Here's Sacconi. And the pitch is bounced to second over to his right. Backhanding it. Castillo. And he throws out Johnson at first. See, I even had names. A little homework on what little we have, which is nothing whatsoever from the uh, the Bush League D-back. Bush League. All right, George, what was your opinion? Ma- master class. Master class in <laughs> passive aggressiveness. Um, Hall of Fame level passive aggressiveness. And honestly, baseball is the only sport. Well, the question I asked earlier was, you can who weave comes, that in like that? Well, who comes off worse there, though? Uh, Miller for complaining or the D-backs? I mean, wow. everybody yeah. complains. Arizona. I think, you, think, you think the D-backs? Only oh, because, yeah. But I bet you the listener thinks, wow, that guy's being crabby just for the sake of being crabby. Right. But if it's like if we, if you, whatever your job is, let's say you are a lawyer, right? And they didn't provide you with the proper files for your case, you would be furious, right? Although, and that's what okay. the other side is supposed to do: provide you with their files so you can review them. Um, but, you know, and, and any any walk of life has a preparation to it, regardless of what the job is. But the other part of it is, it's a split squad game, right? Oh yeah. So when he says it, the manager is some guy wearing red. It's not their their regular right. manager. So it's not like yes. he's going, it's "Hey, your bench coach, right. or something." Yeah, I don't yeah. know who the manager is. Yeah, I I, I will say this. I'll I'll. I'll George, I'm sure you feel the same way. If I was about to sit down to do a game and I had no information, oh, I, I wouldn't. I, yeah. I wouldn't do that. Honestly, I, I, I would. I would say, look, I have no information. I'd go to one of the beat guys. I'd. I'd find. I'd be proactive. So I'll tell you this, particularly when I do football, right? Because there's so many guys on a roster, particularly college football. Yeah, I you got to know ninety guys, five guys, yeah. right? So that week, I will whether it's NFL or college, but I will always pick up the phone to your point, and I'll call whoever the ESPN person that covers that conference or that division or whatever. Um, and and yes, I will do my own homework. The game notes actually the last thing that I get to, to right. be honest with you. But you know, I'm sure John Miller, as a Hall of Fame guy, has been doing this for so long. He has also a method. Oh, he to knows the how to do this. Right. He's proving a point. Right? No, no, He's, for sure. 
It'll but be, he has a method to his madness. But he yeah. shows up at spring training, and all he needs to do is sit down, call his team, and then, okay, you've provided me with a few notes. We can get through this. I'm just warming up for the season. They gave him zero. Right. I mean, that's, that's to his word. That's, guys, that's pretty Bush League. Yeah. What'd you guys think of the uh, J.J. Kendrick Perkins thing today? You guys see I it? I saw it. Um, so I love what J- I love how J.J. lit him up. I, I think that I thought it was good because I feel like on that show, that's – what you invite on that show. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that, you know, being disrespectful. Like, I think that show is a debate show. Right. So, and it's rare that you get the panelists debating each other right. on that show. So I found that to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And look, at the end of the day, they were cool, right? What at do you think end- of Perkins's argument? Uh, I, I actually, we talked about it on the air the other day. And I said, I, the, the thing I brought up was, and I don't, and I saw JJ did the same thing. I said, well, he's being a little selective here because I asked Cap, do you think Magic Johnson deserved to be an MVP? Right. And he's like, of course. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, he's never been in the top 10 in right. scoring any exactly. of those years. Yep. So, I mean, that kind of just disproved the argument. I, I just didn't – I love Perk. I just didn't – I don't vibe with him on that. And I think Jokic, could I have made the argument he didn't do, he didn't that somebody else could have won or should have won the two previous? Sure. sure. But on this year, yeah. th- on this year's merit, he's the best player right now. Yep. I like what you said the other day, though, Michael, which was – you were surprised he still had his job yeah. because you thought that it was so mm-hmm. racially motivated. Right. That, racist. It was racist. Yeah, that you thought you know he might not still have his job. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not for cancel culture. I hate cancel culture. Yeah. If you make a mistake, apologize, let's move on. You know, I hate when people lose their job because of something they said. But that didn't stupid. sound like Perk was apologizing. No, he that. ain't apologizing. He's doubling, tripling down on it. Yeah. He, won't, he won't back down on something. Imagine if Adam Schefter says, uh, Mahomes only won because he's black. Are you kidding me? How could he? You wouldn't be able to get away with it. Mm. But the, so the other thing I would push back on Perk a little bit too is the, the notion when he said today that eighty percent of the voters are 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 white. Yeah, and, and that's biased. Not, that's, that's, that's not the case. First of all, what is the percentage? You can you can Google it yourself. You can find it. Now I know all these people, right? I would say it's barely above fifty percent in mm-hmm. the NBA that yeah. the voters are white. And barely said, above. And he said the white guys are voting for the white guys or white girls. Or yeah, white. I can oh, tell you, I've had votes and that stuff before. I've never once considered no. if a guy's black or white. You think I, that, you I think, just look at if they're good at, if they can play. You right. think the producers are saying, "Hey, listen, you know what? You've already said it. You believe it, mm-hmm. so keep going." You know right. what's a bigger? No, Maybe. they don't. They Maybe. don't. Do they don't. I don't think they do that. I think in that one, they don't want the they. I bet you they were surprised that it got that heated in Maybe. the control room. It should have been, yeah. Is my guess. Now, what I would say is this. Like, I think if you want to talk about MVP travesties, what I would say to Kendrick Perkins is the biggest travesty that I've ever seen. Now, I'm not an MVP voter. Was Derrick Rose beating LeBron and Dwight Howard the year he won the MVP in 2011. That was legit. They didn't give it to LeBron. LeBron would have had three in a row then. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they didn't give Actually, he might have won. He would have won five in a row because he won four out of five. Yeah. He, that was on the heels of the decision. Of the decision. That's the only reason right. he didn't they, win that Yeah, year. they were mad at him. Huh? Right. The voters. Yeah. yeah. You're right. All right. So short show today for Sedano and Cap as we get ready for Pau Gasol to get his and number we'll retired. Have, uh, the press conference he's having at 430. We'll have some of it on the air today. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Sedano and Cap coming up next. Uh, Crosstalk is brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Southern California chill all season long. Sedano and Cap next, ESPN LA.